It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ah, oh, welcome to a very sad episode of Wrestling After Marks. It's the last dance, it's the last one! Ah, oh, we've had a good run of it, we've had a good run of it. Um, hailing from Larbert, weighing in, I didn't get down to my £180 by the end of this, I'm very disappointed with myself. It's still time, for the end of the year, it'll be fine. Before, your guest appearances on the main show as well, it'll be fine. Before the end of the episode, let's see if we can get there at 180 pounds. I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft, the host of this show. You just heard that man there. He's a man bigger than the CM Punk's pop. No, maybe not that big. Uh, he's a former workmate of mine. He kindly jumped onto this podcast. This little brainchild, we were in the depths when things were, weren't looking great. The podcast was coming to an end. And he came on, we, we managed to save it and kept it going until Rab and Gradle joined back up. And we kept this little podcast going. We called it The Marks and we kept it going up to this point. He's been with us throughout it. It's Big Alex. How are you, Alex? I'm not too bad. I can see there's a tear already in your eye or two yeah. tears, one for each eye. There is. There is indeed. Thank you, Alex. And, and also, please feel free to compare me to CM Punk's pop at any other time. That's probably the nicest uh, introduction you've given me so far. And I don't mind which CM Punk pop it is. It can be Money in the Bank. It can be the one from uh, from Rampage. I'm I'm not fussed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You you weren't quite as you're not quite as big as that. But you know, you're, you're somewhere near that. I'm let's like go. a pop like powerhouse Hobbs on a Wednesday night kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and let's welcome back a man. This man who started on the march, he just came in, he did the news, we invited him in, we said, Gary Cassidy, we need Gary Cassidy. Uh, just just hold on a second, you made it start out like his wrestling career started on the marks, and I don't think that was quite the case, unfortunately. No, 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 it didn't start on the marks, but we need Gary Cassidy, we need someone to, to you know, take the marks to the next level and that man certainly did it he, he's our third man he was like Hogan at Bash of the Beach he's our third man he's brought us interviews from everyone from John Moxley to the Bushwhackers to Shawn Michaels Mr Gary Casty, how are you? I am not too bad Ali I'll take that as a as an introduction that was the high that happened about a year ago and it's all been downhill since <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, boys, how you been doing? We've, we've not caught up in a a good wee while now, just because. I mean, and let let's shoot here because you know we all sort of we we've not fallen out. It's not been a, it's not been an acrimonious. Oh, speak for yourself, John. Speak for yourself. It's not been an acrimonious tag team split. Um, it all sort of happened naturally. We're all thinking the same things. All of us very busy in our shoot lives, you know, uh, Alex be doing CG stuff, Gary up to his eyes, subtitling and also doing all the wrestling writing and everything, uh, myself running six radio shows and four podcasts a week. Um, 
divorce was on the cards for me, so something had to give, and unfortunately, uh, it had to be the marks. Um, and I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. I mean, I'm sure we'll say more words as as we come uh, go across the show. But yeah, it's just been a pleasure and to work with you guys, and uh, you know, do wrestling, talk wrestling for an hour every every week. So I, I prefer that uh, the listeners imagine the the WhatsApp chat was like Seth Rollins with the with the chair. On Ambrose and Reigns, I think that's a that's a better story. I, I would I would say Alex Alex is probably the chair, the the Rollins <laughs> of this, but because he was the first one to suggest that. Uh, oh, I'm getting dumb too busy. I don't know if we can quite go full shield because I mean it was a, it was a full of macros. Everyone ran away at one point. So <laughs> yeah, it was that money in the bank where every one of them was a world champion at some point. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I um, really sad um, to to say cheerio on this episode but listen we're going to bring you what we can let's uh we'll bring you all the the usual stuff the buddies and putovers we'll look back at SummerSlam takeover in the company of our new age mark laws or at least one half of the new age mark laws a bit later on um first of all i think we need to just talk about a few things that have happened in wrestling since we've been away i don't think we've discussed the fact the fiend is no longer in wwe it got released in the month that we haven't done this this show um gary what is happening there where's he going let's just let's just get all the rumors out there now that was about three years ago now john that's no way <laughs> in terms of wrestling news that's happened since i it's the kind of thing where you know it, it's a surprise, obviously, and it was a surprise at the time, but I think it was much less surprising than it would have been, or, well, a lot less surprising than it would have been, you know, a year and a half beforehand when we thought The Fiend was going to be the most indestructible guy in, in the history of wrestling. And he was for a couple of months. Um, but I obviously hadn't, hadn't wrestled, apart from that WrestleMania match where he was completely covered up for a, a long time. Um, I'd heard about medical issues but i didn't report on it because it's the kind of thing that you don't really want to put out there with it being absolutely certain that's came to light through a couple other sources now anyway um the the, the stuff that i'd heard doesn't a hundred percent match up with what's came out um but it seems like uh the story that, that came out um now is that he's or he was cleared and is good to go. And then there's been two <laughs> weirdly been two contrasting stories for the same source. Dave Meltzer said he's AEW bound, and then Brian Alvarez uh, buried Meltzer last night on the rain show and said that he's not AEW bound. So who knows? Changes his name to Wyndham. The kind of thing where it's like Alistair Black, isn't it? And uh, I mean, John Moxley, Matt Hardy, where you're like, probably a wee bit of creative freedom would be would be good for the guy. But then again, you don't know how much it had in, in WWE and <laughs> how much of the, the rubbish we saw was his fault as well. So... <laughs> Good idea. Uh, uh, wait and see what is next. But I think a lot of people are just glad that glad that it's came to an end because it started off great and then got a wee bit shite. Kind of like the way the marks was for most listeners that have uh, stayed with us for the, the past year now. <laughs> well, Gary, you've got to remember it's still going. Alexa Bliss is still there, uh, well. so it's it's by no means ended, unfortunately. That is true. Um, another big thing that's kind of happened over the last wee while since we last spoke is. NXT being shafted pretty much. Pretty royally, and I think last night and a certain helmet kind of confirmed that, really, didn't it? So, yes, well, I'm sure we'll get on to that a bit later on. The buys are put off. But what have you guys made of it's, you know, the, the obviously supposed changes to NXT that Vince has now seen as developmental rather than a kind of third brand? 
uh, talk about there's going to be, you know, no one kind of over 30, there need to be a certain build, a certain height. What have you kind of made of all that? If you look at it from the argument of what was the third brand initially there to do, it was initially a development brand, and then with the release of AAW and just the way the talent hiring was going, it was kind of becoming that indie-rific third brand almost. And I think they've now, they've of course initiated the Wednesday Night Wars, and now they've backed away with the tail between their legs a little bit. And I think rather than continuing to try and compete and be this indie-rific product, they've decided to actually turn it back into a developmental system. Because if you, if you like, it's the carrying cross call-up and all of the other previous call-ups for the past God knows how many years can approve it's not been. It's been its own thing. And when they get pulled up, nothing happens. So argumentatively, what is the point of NXT? I mean, I think I, that's pretty much spot on. I actually think even throughout the past couple of years, it has still been a developmental brand. They've just tried to put this label on it as the third brand. And I mean, they obviously gave it the as you can do in wrestling. Um, they, they gave it the big push for a couple of weeks in, in Survivor Series two years ago and, you know, had, had them beat Raw and SmackDown in terms of matches. But it, it was just, it was never going to be competition because you're still, like, the way the roster's set, about 80% of the roster is people who are only polished products who are still trying to learn. They'll then put as learning in front of the world and probably the most pressurized situation you can be in because Raw and SmackDown didn't have any competition. And then you've got this fresh brand coming along that is essentially what NXT was trying to be for years. Uh, so I think it needed a refresh. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how much of the refresh is what's reported, but I think it needed something. And I think it might just be a case of almost accepting that it's going to be, you know, this niche thing that only gets a certain amount of viewers. But for what we've seen at TakeOver, there was a, a good amount of stuff that happened that would lead you to be kind of excited for, for how it's going to go, I think. So I obviously done the done the J-O-B AEW pretty spectacularly, but I mean, most things I think probably would have done in the situation. Yeah. What have you made? What do you make of the releases, though? Uh, I mean, certainly the big standout from it was Bronson Reed. Who you go? That is a Vince wrestler if ever I've, I've saw one. I mean, the other surprise. Yeah, they give Joe the title. Yeah. I, Crazy. One thing. I, one thing. I think I'll, I'll. You know, a lot of people know that I. I normally try and kind of speak the truth about how I feel about WWE, but sometimes I rein it back in a wee bit and try and see both sides of the argument. One thing that I think I need to say is that, I mean, to let go of 54 people this past year and then have the cheek to hire people at an open tryout at SummerSlam, I think slightly ridiculous. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess the amount of money that they'll be getting paid is probably quite different as, you know, trainees coming in with no experience than, you know, than what a Bronson Reed might have been getting paid. But I, I can't imagine he was on, you know, a million quid a year yeah. or anything either. So but I, it was a very surprising, but it's, it's this weird thing where, you know, for the past few years, WWE, in terms of roster, they have just swallowed up like any good talent they could. And I mean, you've only got a certain amount of championship belts. You've only got a certain amount of television minutes. No of them were ever going to be a success, but a lot of the ones that we've seen released over the past year, I think have taken a lot of us by surprise. And I don't think they'll make WWE pay because we know what WWE is. They're always going to be there. Like we've seen it. They've not got any fear in releasing a Braun Strowman or a Bray Wyatt or, you know, a John Moxley, even they wasn't released, but he, he left and went elsewhere. I think they've seen what's happened there and I wouldn't think they'd be scared of letting go of anybody and, and letting them go and 
taking their chance that they're not going to regret it. So it's weird because, I mean, who's got job security there? Probably Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Triple H, Roman Reigns, and then maybe a Sasha Banks and a, a Becky Lynch. I don't Lynch know, I mean, a Triple H after Charlotte some Blair. Blair. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a stretch, I'm is it not, no Triple H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte Flair's <laughs> definitely, definitely got um, pictures of Vince. Uh, I don't know, but then Charlotte is one of the ones, considering what her daddy and her, where her daddy big, and her husband were. Big and Andrade, I. So, I yeah, mean, it's, that's the thing, is Charlotte as loyal as she was previously? Could, it's, it's, everything's now up in the air. It's, yeah, and of course we had the moment, um, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk about AEW. Seven years in the making, uh, Tony Khan says a year and a half it's been gone into it. CM Punk finally returns to professional wrestling with AEW. Um, I don't think it's... I don't think it was much of a surprise. We got, we got. It wasn't a surprise considering yeah. they took the Michael Jordan reintroduction and they copy and pasted it, which was a terrific move. And if you notice, Punk even came out with like a Chicago Bulls pin on his on his hoodie. Yeah. So it was yeah. all set up that everyone knew. And plus, as well, like I think the ticket sales went through the roof the minute it became obvious. Yeah, it was it was very obvious that he was coming back. The hints across the week on AEW. Yeah, the Derby got... setups were pretty obvious. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it had been a massive disappointment with Dothan, but what did you make of CM Punk's return to wrestling? Kind of everything it needed to be, wasn't it? Like, it was, I, I liked the way, I mean, he might have been lying when he said he didn't write what he was going to say and just came out and said it. And I, I felt true to me, like, his reaction of, like, jumping into the crowd and the tears in his face. And it was the fact that he managed to wait 10 whole minutes before sitting down and shitting all over Vince or kind of shitting all over Vince but I, th I think he actually approached it quite professionally for him and kind of made quite a big separation between the sports entertainment product and the pro wrestling product and that's where a lot of his distaste came from and then he gave everyone free ice cream so <laughs> I also I also love that they have not changed the shirt design in, in a little bit and that Tony has splurged for a cult of personality because it would have been wrong if he hadn't Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the great. I think the great thing about CM Punk is that obviously he could retain his name. They could get the the theme. You know, like you say, Alex. I don't know how much of that that design. They, you know, the. I don't know if he's done it himself or. I think you know, the the flag is like a Chicago flag traditionally, the black and the white with the five stars, and then right. obviously it's just his. The the wrists are very much. I think yeah. It, I don't and a couple can... of lightning bolts. It's a pretty, I think, pretty difficult to trademark like a very specific design for him, but obviously, Living Colour was splurged a wee bit. But they're probably going to make that back. I mean, no, no given how much Spotify pay, <laughs> but they'll, they'll probably make it back somehow for folk pain. I'm just trying to scroll back to see when I first heard about this uh, being a thing. And there was a few years, Sean Ross Sapp obviously was the one that. Um, had the had the balls to come out with the, the report on it because it's the kind of thing where you hear and I keep I've said it up until he actually came back. CM Punk isn't returning to wrestling until he's standing or sitting in that ring cutting a promo because it's the rumor that's came so many times. And the thing for me, I do think I think it was perfect. I think it was everything it needed to be. I think his promo was incredible. I think Tony Khan done the best job possible and telling us CM Punk is going to be there without announcing it. Like, it, it, it made it so that everybody definitely knew he was going to be there. He done a great job here. Obviously, they managed to sell at Chicago without it being confirmed, which was great. You know, 12,000 or whatever it was, uh, seats. The only bit of sadness for me about it is the fact that 
I don't think there's any big pops left in wrestling now in terms of returns. Yeah. I mean, you'll get you'll get your The Rock, you'll get your Stone Cold when they come back for a wee one-off appearance. We know Stone Cold's almost certainly not going to wrestle. And we've actually seen them, you know, in the past eight years, several times they've, they've came out to their music. So I feel like the Edge pop obviously was massive when that happened and, and that was one of the biggest ones. And then, you know, obviously Christian and John Cena as well were, were quite quite big pops when, when they returned. But I feel like CM Punk was always the one that, I mean... Crowds have been chanting his name for the past eight years, and you know, and and every setting, pretty much, mainly WWE for the for the sake of the sake of why why he left and, and the circumstances and stuff. But I think perfect for me. I don't really even care how he is in the ring. I was never a massive massive CM Punk fan when he was around, like because I wasn't watching wrestling that much at that time. I don't really care how he is in the ring. I think the best thing about CM Punk is is his promos and just the fact that he could have walked out there done a, you know, a The Rock Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania and just done nothing and still got massive cheers. Uh, so I just, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really exciting. And I actually do think that, you know, everybody's been saying AEW is in the competition for WWE. A wee chance they will be. <laughs> I think there's definitely a wee chance they will be now because CM Punk, 100% is a, a, a person that moves the needle. Uh, and it's a game changer. It's a complete I, game changer. Particularly, I think that the one thing that I really hope happens I really hope AEW buy advertising time on Fox during SmackDown. I think that's the that's the way to go. That'd be absolutely brilliant. But I loved everything about it. Loved ice cream. Loved absolutely everything. And I don't even like CM Punk that much. So, <laughs> so if, if, if I loved it and I'm hardly a CM Punk fan, then the people that have been waiting for him to come back for, for eight years, delighted for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, what a pop it was. It was unbelievable. I've watched that two or three times and just went, wow. And the promo was was great alongside it as well. So interested to see what he'll do in AEW going forward. Well, I think uh, any other business guys, anything other over the last month, anything else we've missed, anything else we wish to discuss at this juncture? Big Ric Flair being an NWA this weekend. Well, I thought you were going to say <laughs> uh, Big Ric Flair on a train, but that's oh, well. an entirely different story altogether. Um, we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, NWA, uh, Ric Flair, Billy Corgan confirmed that he is going to be on, making Rab's dreams come true. So um, yeah, uh, that'll be interesting to watch. Gary, I, I think it would be remiss of us, however, on the final March show, if we, we didn't have a joke from you, first of all. I was almost not going to give a joke because it's a sad occasion. So, I mean, I shouldn't be trying to make people laugh. And then I realised... You're the kind of guy that jokes at a funeral, mate. You're the kind of guy that jokes as ladies once said. I I kind of... A great song, that is. Um, No, I realised that, I mean, nothing would make people sadder than me telling a joke. So I might as well try and bring the tone down. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the way that we've been over the past year and a half, we've had the momentum of a steam engine... So I think it, it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be too remiss to say that the marks are kind of like, like steam in some ways, um, and and much like steam, which is essentially boiled water, we will be missed. I'm glad it came to its usual resounding sound. <laughs> <laughs> very fitting. Want- very fitting. I, I was hoping to... that we were actually, I was really hoping that we were, um, you know, going to be back in a studio by the time that we could say this, so that I could say that on the last day, I went to the went to the fridge and um, and you guys had left me a note on said fridge to say, I'm sorry, it's not working anymore, we're done. 
and I open the fridge and I go, no, it's working, it's fine. That one was more drawn out than it should have been in. That was the Thomas Axel promo equivalent of a joke, so I'll give it. Probably, Gary. Well, listen, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get more uh, wrestling chat later on in the Buddies and Put-Overs. Uh, we'll be joined by Rico on that. We'll have the news from Gary. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to cut the final promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, Vince McMahon, you're listening to, and listen good right here, because, you know, usually I'll cut a promo on something happening in the supermarket, maybe some driver being erratic, maybe it's something, you know, like the, the black wine gums. I, you know, but I think as it's the final March show, it's the last dance, we need to talk about Vince. Now, Vince, come here. Come closer. It's birthday of the day as well. Happy birthday, Vince. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, Vince. But listen, mate, you're fucking this up. When it's not the 80s anymore. You know, we had one of the, you know, a guy you can't really mess with. You know, a great gimmick in carrying cross, turning up last night on Raw, looking like someone from fucking Mad Max. We have Bronson Reed, star of the future, Alistair Black, future world champion, he should have been. Bray Wyatt, how can you fuck all these things up? Why, oh, why are you still in charge, my friend? Hand over the keys. I know it's hard to do it. I know it's hard to do it. But age gets to us, and you need to hand over the keys so someone's got to drive the car properly. Because at the moment, we all grew up on WWE, we're brought up on it. It's our life, our soul, our blood of professional wrestling. But at the moment, you're driving the car, and I'll tell you what, just behind you is AEW and a smashing little Ferrari, and they are going to overtake you really, really soon. They're doing it right. They're doing storylines. I mean, it has its flaws, let's face it. It does what wrestling promotion doesn't. But W... Impact, w- Impact doesn't. Right, sorry, Impact. <laughs> um, but WWE, come on, I know you're making money. I know you're making good money. But listen, everybody, you know, we can all be top of the game. But you know what? You're only a day away from getting the sack. You know, and if you're not doing your job properly, that's what happens in business. And that is where WWE is going. Listen, I love AEW, but WWE is my life, my soul. You've fucked up my favorite. You're about to fuck up my favorite promotion in NXT. You've fucked up Raw. SmackDown's alright. It's only because you've got Roman Reigns there. But come on, Vince. Come on. You and Brucey P. I mean, God, you are stuck in the eighties, early nineties. Come on, man. Let's move with the times. It's twenty twenty one now. We don't need an absolute monster dressed up as someone from Mad Max. We don't need to be letting go. It's not about height. It's not about... Well, there's a wee bit of that. and We don't want to see little scrawny guys all the time. We want to see big muscly men slapping meat and all that sort of stuff. But come on, Vince. Let's think about it. It's time to go. Can someone just clip John saying we want to see big muscly men slap some meat? No, don't. Uh, so yeah, Vince, come on, man, come on, uh, WWE. Poor guy's seventy eighth birthday. Can't Happy birthday, Vince! Happy birthday! <laughs> hip hip! Hooray! <laughs> 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So every week we look back at the big wrestling shows. We separate the good from the bad as we bury and put over stuff from them. Alex does AEW. Gary's on a hiatus from Raw. Um, I do NXT, and we welcome our New Age Mark Law tag team. Normally, it's Bronze Chell and Rico. However, he's doing a solo mission today, and it's Rico himself. How you doing, Rico? I'm all good. It's sad times. I have to admit, it's sad times. It's the last last dance. The last dance. However, your tag team partner couldn't leave the last dance without a little message. So while we hear from Bronze Chell on this last show, here we go. Mr. Bronze Chell, take it away. Hi, everyone. Um, I would have loved to have been on the show today, but unfortunately, um, let's just use a wrestling analogy. My work's booked me. So I just want to come on and say thank you just to all the listeners, everyone that's interacted with the show, everyone that's, you know, sent positive messages on Twitter. The uh, first time I was invited on as a guest, Mark, the uh, wrestling world was a completely different place. It was uh, MD Arena shows at the Couple Wrestling Centre before moving on to the Thunderdome. And now fans are back. The world is opening back up which is great news for us here in Scotland. We've got promotions that are now announcing that they've got shows coming up very, very shortly. And very soon we'll be getting the very first Wrestling Daft live show, which I'm very looking forward to. And um, hopefully we'll see you all there. So we'll give a quick shout out to Gary, his interviews that he'd supply, Hall of Famers, up and comers, absolutely brilliant. Just try and not annoy Triple H in the future though, mate. Um, Alex for WrestleMind the Buzznox, absolutely brilliant segment and just let you all listeners know I'm still got the highest score from anyone that's been on it. And Bronze Cello with a record breaking score. And especially a big shout out to John, you know, probably one of the hardest working people that I've ever spoke to in my entire life. And a big shout out to my tag team partner Rico for the New Age Mark Laws. I'm looking forward to meeting you at the live show as well. Now until we meet again, folks, remember, make Baron Corbin your favourite wrestler, Seth Rollins' choice of suits is absolutely shocking, and keep marking out. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing for Broadshell. If you did, if you're listening to the audio version, you need to get onto our Patreon. Uh, Broadshell, throughout that, changed his, uh, I think we had about five or six t-shirt changes throughout that. And yeah, so that was fashion corner all on its own, literally, like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, yes, thank you very much, Bronchel. Uh, been a big part of the, the Mark show over the last six months or so, I think. Yeah, Bronze has been doing it, doing this for us, maybe longer than that. So, um, absolutely massive part. Um, but yeah, you're missing in action this week. So, let's get into it without further ado. And we need to talk about. AEW and last week's Dynamite and Rampage with the buddies and putovers. Here is Mr. Alex. 
we have to go slightly further back than that because Gary will shoot me if I don't mention a certain Christian Cage winning the Impact title on uh, Rampage the Friday night before. <laughs> I think we were all very satisfied with that. I think it was, uh, hopefully this is a long-term thing with Impact and he's going back there. He feels like the right person to hold that belt. I do like that it's legitimized them for his match with Kenny. I does confuse the waters a little bit for me, having him beaten one week and then going back up against them before. But I guess they've kind of uh, they've managed to justify the match after having to have a big change of pace with Paige taking some time off for the birth of his child. So I'll get and again I put over to the Bucks versus good old uh, Jurassic Express as they managed to continue almost the storytelling from the Christian Cage Impact win straight the way through to Wednesday in more of the elite segments. So, I mean, is it just me or is Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus putting on some of the best tag team wrestling matches like in, at the moment? Like them versus the Bucks was terrific and you could tell they were kind of holding themselves back a little bit. So I hope this little tag team tournament is just building to having Jurassic Express versus the Bucks at All Out. And I think we could even see them take it off them to be honest, this time. Annoyingly, I, I would really like that to happen, but at the same time, I'm I'm all in on Jungle Boy as a singles competitor. So I'm like, ah, oh, I know that obviously if you chuck him, you know, a wee tag team title run, it's not going to do him any harm in the long run and they can win the world title in the future. But I'm like, ah, oh, get Marcus I think, I think in that position. Needs, and... See, I, I think he needs this to legitimise him. I think you don't want to... And then they have their big tag team run. And then after that, like Luchasaurus is like, We've done our thing now. It's time for you to go off on your own Jungle Boy kind of thing, you know? But that's just me. And I think because... Only if they drop the titles to Chaos Project. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, and my logic was as well that All Out was kind of built around having the big handman. In my head, I'm convinced Hangman Page was originally scheduled to win the belt at All Out. I'm just convinced of it, right? So I reckon there's a space on the card for a big babyface win at the show. And what's a bigger babyface win than Jurassic Express winning the tag team titles right now? That's my logic. So I'll be proved wrong in a couple of months, but it's all right. None of you will be around to tell me I was wrong. So it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> about it. The WhatsApp group is still going to continue. How you all hear That's about true. it on there. And yes, also, so yes, so the stipulation, the storytelling was they've managed to justify putting this all in a cage. And I love a good cage. So more of the cage. Uh, the final fashion corner from AEW has to be Powerhouse Hobbs' most delightful dungarees. I think I've mentioned his dungaree fetish recently, but he's now got a new pair that have powerhouse hobs graffitied all over them. So, well done, sir. I keep seeing people in dungarees these days. Are they back in fashion? Does anyone? We are probably not. Are they ever out of fashion, John? I'm not even sure. sure. I don't think I've ever owned a pair of dungarees. Have you owned a pair of dungarees, Gary? No. Uh, I I actually used to... um... And I feel like I need to preface this by saying many years ago and many pounds ago, I actually used to do a wee bit of modelling for a, a like a vintage marketplace. Oh, yeah, we dropped that one. <laughs> Drop that one that. in the last episode, don't you? I used to do a wee <laughs> bit of modelling. <laughs> well, for that, I actually had to wear dungarees. And I need to say, I look like a bag of shite in dungarees. So uh, I, I will not be getting back into, um, or I will not be getting a pair if they are in fashion. But I, I think um, I think there's probably room in wrestling for don't need dungarees, but like leather hosen. Like I think that's a that's a good attire choice. That's what you want. Right. Is this, is this how WWE are going to rebrand Walter? When I was going to say Walter. Walter moves to the main roster. WWE get the leather hosen on him. Bruce Pitcher says no, no, is it leather hosen? Actually, that's incorrect. We're we're being very very bad British people here. This is why the, you you are very glad we're not part of it anymore. Leder Hosen's Austrian. Walter is but, German. Well, 
But no, water is born. Oh, he's born in Vienna. Yes, of course. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Can yodel? Can Walter yodel or is that Swiss? Yodeling Swiss, so that Yodling would be some territory. But again, I think we're falling. Um, we're, we're actually booking like the way WWE used to book people from yeah. countries now and chucking the shite stereotypes in. I remember Cesaro used to yodel. I remember he used to yodel. Yeah, actually, he did used to yodel. I remember oh, that. God almighty. So uh, AEW Dynamite, that is. Uh, and obviously, Rampage. What do you mean that? Is it? I can, I, I've got one more. I've got plenty oh, more to talk sorry. about. One more thing, because I'm going to have to end on a negative here, right? Oh, if, you can't end on a negative on the last show. I can build it back up again to a positive. Right. It's fine. But I think we have to discuss how much of a limp fifth labour of Jericho that we had this week. Oh, yeah, it I mean, has to be discussed. Like, I mean, the crowd saved it with the entrance and the, the sing-along, which we all knew was half the point of it. But... <laughs> what are they, they going to do? Have left that part organic as well. A, a, a slight video for me on that. I, I liked it. Great moment and everything. But the crowd would have done it anyway. The they, done didn't it. Any, they didn't need to force it. It was uh, maybe that they I, wanted I, everyone nice to sing in tune, but... sing in line with each other <laughs> or something. They maybe rehearsed it beforehand with like billboards, had Sammy out with his cards. I also um, have a problem with the fact that MGF was the fifth labour because I thought the point was that it had to go through five labours to get to MGF. Yeah, and it was so. the kind of thing that they'd book themselves into a corner because if Jericho had one without his finisher, then why would he need to face him again? It just it just seemed really stupid. And I know there's going to be some nonsense this week to justify a match all out. And it's like, why do you keep, before a pay-per-view, doing the match twice? So if yeah. we do get Bucks versus Luchasaurus, we saw it the week before. If we do get Cage versus Omega, we saw it two weeks before. And if we do get... Jericho versus MGF, we saw it two weeks before. Yeah, I, I really wanted him, and, and I know that, you know, I know he's currently faced, but it's no stops him before for uh, switching, switching again. I thought Big Show would have been a good fifth labour because they, they seemed like they went through his career. Yeah. So it's like, go to his WWE run. It was in a team with Big Show. They could have used, used Punk there as well, arguably. Aye. Yeah. But then again, again, let's, let's end on a positive though. Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara was excellent. Sammy got engaged as well. So let's give that a big woohoo and that can get my match tonight and we can move past AEW. I can't believe we're ending with Sean Spears getting up put over. I think, he's, he's, I think Sean Spears has had a good half year. It's, I'm just ever since that, that little shot of him in the room of the chairs with the chairs and his orgasm face every time he hits someone with a chair, he deserves a put over. Okay, but we won't mention the glove at any point. Yeah, yeah, just 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 think of the orgasm face, not the glove. Think of the orgasm face. And of course, we had AEW Rampage and the return of CM Punk, which was... So we kind of talked about that. We kind of talked about that. We talked... And then the Jurassic Express versus Private Party was terrific, and then the rest of the show was a bit meh, but yeah, yeah. fair enough. I mean, it was a one-hour show and CM Punk took up about 25 minutes of said hour, so... I'm glad they let him do it. I'm glad they let him do it. That's why we were all there, so it's fine. Let us move on now, then, to Saturday night and SummerSlam. Gary, what, what were you taking from SummerSlam? What's, got, give us one buddy and put over from SummerSlam, because I'm sure we're all going to have the same ones here. I, I can't believe on a show where Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar came back that I ended the show thinking it was a load of shite. Wow. I think that's a... I, I like the Seth Rollins-Edge match. Uh, really like that. And obviously, I mean, John Cena-Roman Reigns, it was all about the build rather than the actual match. But I, I kind of believe that that was... I mean, we got Becky Lynch coming back. That full thing was fucking terrible. Apart from the pop, the pop for coming back was good. But then everything that uh, followed was really, really bad. Um, Do not just feel really bad for not just Bianca, but Carmella I, as well. Yes. Yeah. Nobody yeah, won uh, in that situation. Nobody. I mean, they get like ushered out, Carmella. Like, what did she just sort of get out of the ring and walk up the ramp? And that was her. 
Yeah, just accepted defeat. I think we, we should mention Fashion Corner, Brock Lesnar. Looks brilliant. I'm, I'm loving the ponytail and the beard. He looks <laughs> proper <laughs> Viking now, doesn't he? It's it totally... Yeah, sick. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that whole... I mean, we're all probably on the same page with SummerSlam. Um, I mean, that's the biggest... That was the biggest takeaway from everyone was Becky's return. And it didn't make anyone look good. You know, from what you hear, you know, news-wise, Becky's coming back as a heel on her own request. Um, but they're just going to be fighting an uphill battle. But everyone's going to be cheering for her. You know, and maybe it is that they're going to do the Daniel Bryan thing with um, Bianca, you know, like what happened against Sheamus, the quick loss, it built that kind of launched Daniel Bryan from that point. But, you know, it's like, it did not at the time, it doesn't, you know, maybe we have faith in the booking, but with WWE, you have no faith in any of the booking at the moment. It slightly maybe- reeked of, um, of Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Yeah, it was very, very similar. And I just, I feel like Bianca is the one of the few things in terms of, you know, Bianca and Riddle are probably the two two people that they've built up really well. And then just to end it like that was ridiculous. But I, I think the, the Becky thing coming back is heel. I mean, apparently she got booed last night during the, the, the wee video package they ran in the arena. But it's that, that's not, I, I mean, I get maybe wrestling's changed, but for me, that's no heat. Like that's heat on the booking. That's no heat on the, the character. That's like it's like obviously we're, we're all big Baron Corbin fans. Uh, he's good at getting actual heat. Like <laughs> the, like that's Nia Jack's heat pretty much. Like the, the Becky heat that she's getting in is it's no it's no actual heat. It's it's fans actively hating what happened rather than actually yeah. being manipulated into hating something. But maybe wrestling's changed. Maybe that's a new style of heat that you get, and maybe I know nothing. So yeah, I think it's a WWE type of heat where they try so hard to, as you say, with the booking, um, make you feel a certain way about a certain character. And I, I don't know how they don't cotton on to the fact that it just it doesn't happen often. Where if you if you want to do, uh, display somebody as a heel or as a face and you try to push it at the fans so much for so long, the fans don't like it. They don't like being told what to feel, how to feel about things. Perfect example is is what CM Punk coming back. You know, you just let them feel what they want to feel. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved the fact that he was there. And now you can do whatever he wants. CM Punk could make himself a heel in one promo, presumably at this point. But you just they can't keep doing this. They can't keep on going back, and they probably will. Well, to- the weird thing is that why would Becky like knowing the pop that she's just come back off her quest to be a heel? To think maybe it's because of the her and Seth relationship that she now feels that they have to kind of be portrayed more aligned. I mean, maybe just because it's easier to be a heel, and maybe she thinks it's you know better to better better to come back as a heel than get what's uh, happened to Drew McIntyre over the past wee while. Well, this you is end up booed. a bit stale, and, and then you end up getting booed as a face. So, <laughs> any other buddies from? Have you got a buddy from SummerSlam, Alex? Probably a few, but I think the main ones have been covered. I mean, the big one for me is putting Goldberg in the main event to then have that as a kind of a flat injury style match potentially oh, but, yeah, but Lashley killed his son like, that, that was great <laughs> that was terrific but is the whole point of that meant to be getting over uh, like is this meant to be like was that meant to be the passing the torch to Bill's son or something like that I don't know or was that meant to be a thing did, 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 did I miss that probably meant to get heat, heat on uh, Bobby Lashley I presume because it's a kid at the end of the day basically and Bobby Lashley's manhandling him and the MVP's coming out the ring saying oh we didn't know it we, we, it could have been anyone we all know we've seen him on TV for the last few weeks we all stop, stop it 
But it's also a kid who dabbed on the top rope, so he deserved it. <laughs> Anyone who dabs deserves it. You're quite right. You're quite right. Uh, Rico, uh, coming to you next. You got anything you want to talk about from SummerSlam? Um, I mean, the the quick put over, I suppose, was. Oh, come uh, to the pool. Give us your buddy. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, hi. Uh, the the buddy, to be honest, it was returning to the well of Brock Lesnar. Um, I know it was great having him back, looked good. Um, but at the same time, they, they, how long can they keep going when they need a big star of going back to just Brock Lesnar coming in at the end of the pay-per-view. It's happened a few times over the last couple of years. And I have to be honest, like my initial reaction was, oh, cool. And then quickly it was just like, do you know what? It'll be the same thing over and over again. But see, in this instance, I would argue slightly the opposite. This is the one place it would work because he went over Cena. So what's left after Cena? The only mountain to conquer is like Lesnar? Is what it seems to me. Like where else does Reigns go from there? I think the weird annoyance for me, and I kind of get why both of them are, but um, the annoyance for me is we get two massive returns and they're both going to SmackDown, which is a good show anyway. Like, <laughs> Rock would probably do it. <laughs> <do we> <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do agree with you that it's a bit worrying that they do just go straight back to Brock. I kind of hope he's, he's kind of coming in for a couple of matches then going out again. It would yeah. be the hope. Do you think, and again, uh, like, the Heyman story will be good as well. Between yeah, Re- Re- do you think Reigns will go over he- uh, Brock? I hope they align. You hope they align. I really hope they align. Yeah, because then Brock can go to Raw and then they can just power trip. Yeah. It'll, be it'll be interesting to see the reaction of Paul Heyman because it's not like he's gone, you know, he's gone against his clients in the past before, like turning on Brock to align with a big show. Way that back. was just a silly fucking decision, let's be honest. <laughs> but still, like it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Paul Heyman fits into it all. Yeah, no, uh, certainly. Too. I think you know the story that might get told, and I mean, looking ahead, further ahead is perhaps have they got the Rock booked for WrestleMania? In which case, you don't need the belt on Roman, and uh, in that case, that's why they've hold on, held on to Jimmy, um, because or maybe. But if that's the long term plan, maybe the Brock's just to tide him off to the Rock. Yeah, but I mean, by the time he gets the Rock, when the, the Rock shows up, as has been rumored, because. Brooklyn on that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, see, uh, buddy, I, I don't think I think it'd be remiss of us as marks to to go through this whole burial section of sort of something without mentioning Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop and Eva Marie, which was perhaps one of the worst paper. Now we've all seen Kratos' uh, monsters ball match, and this was up. This is certainly up there. Do you with, think he's? Do you think he's? He's happy that it's at least someone he knows can now like attest to his title for one of the worst pay per view matches of a yeah. Scottish wrestler of all time. Yeah, it, it was a it was a short match at least. It was, it was. Bit <laughs> would do drop it. Or... Eva Marie's first ever pay per view singles match. Yeah. Did you know who lost? The, everyone. Everyone, <laughs> everyone know who lost? Yeah. 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 Awful. Aye. Awful. Aye. Awful. So yeah, we 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 well let's forget about that. Let's be more positive. Let's end the positive for SummerSlam. Gary Casty, what's your your big positive from SummerSlam? Even though you thought it was shite. Edge coming out, bread entrance. Oh, everyone is going to see that. I know it. Everyone's just going to go straight back. It was really banging. It was really, really good. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. And it kind of perked me up after Seth Rollins stole Jay, stole Jay White's jacket. Can, can we Jay just... White's jacket, Seth. That's not yours. A better yeah. man wears that. 
Can we bury the fact he didn't do the full brood entrance and he switched it to uh, Metal Ingus as well? Uh, he needs need to come. a white shirt as well. I mean, he needs a white shirt. And Gangrel. They should have brought Gangrel uh, for one <laughs> lap. Walk him down to the ring. Uh, disappointing. Disappointing. Uh, right, Alex. So we've, we've had the, the brood entrance is gone now. What's your put over? John Cena's new merch. It's the first time I've liked a piece of John Cena merch <laughs> in years. And it's only because he's ripped off Mario. But it's great. It's terrific. I love it. Everyone go buy that shirt. Sure. Are you going to buy a John Cena shirt? Is that what you're saying right now on the last podcast? I, no, I'm not going to buy a John Cena that shirt. But this is the if, if I ever was going to be one that is inspired by Super Mario World, which is one of my favourite games of all time, also released a year at Bourne. Um yeah, Shut up, bro. Oh, that makes me fucking old. <laughs> Jesus, man. Right. Okay. We'll skip <laughs> by that then. Uh, Rico, have you got something you want to take away from SummerSlam? Overwise, yeah. Um, I, I, I like the I like the fact that the crowd all booed Goldberg. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we've had enough. He'd like he can't he can't have a good match if it's any if it's any longer than about two minutes. And the blow at the end of the match, I think, proves it. And I like the fact that again, Bobby Lashley put his son in the heartlock and everybody <laughs> cheered. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's also was... something uh, really important that ran through the weekend up until last night that wasn't on TV, and it's the full Baron Corbin saga of him being in Las Vegas and uh, <laughs> making some money back and living the high life. And we all know where it's going to go, but I'm enjoying right. it anyway. <laughs> I, like, I watched the tweet of it, and it was, uh, it was I was expecting it to be like some sort of multi million dollar win, and he turned $35 and 100. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's also a, there's a, I think it's his Instagram, it's like him sitting and he's wearing a, a non-stained shirt and he's got three women and eating a steak dinner. And it's like, it's like, put that on TV, Geese three girls are Baron Corbin rather than Raw. I'd be happy with that. A Baron Corbin, definitely. Can we, can we also put over uh, RK Bro winning the titles? I was going to, that was going to be, that was going to be, over. I think that in terms of wrestling wise, I thought that, I thought the Mysterio's Usos match was great. I thought Edge Rollins was fantastic. I want to see that. I'm disappointed that, that they, they put Edge up over. I just, no, he had years to of Seth building himself up. Yeah, yeah. by Edge. Yeah, that, but I think there'll be a, there'll be another match off the back of that. Uh, and then I thought uh, Damien Priest that was a really strong show, and I thought the Sheamus Damien Priest match was really really good as well. So they would be my matches that I would certainly put over. Um, and obviously, there's Charlotte winning our title as well. Well, there we go. We've got to um, keep it somehow. We've got to keep it somehow. I know. Uh, so that's SummerSlam. Let's move over to onto Sunday on to Takeover. Um, as Gary said, it was a typical NXT show and probably the last takeover in the kind of current format as NXT with the big changes to come. Gary, what is your buddy, first of all, from takeover? Oh, my buddy's easy. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Aye. Rubbish. I mean, uh, we didn't need it again anyway. We didn't need it after the first one. We needed about a third of the first one, never mind three actual matches. Uh, just no very good. And I mean... After it being on after a certain match that I know we're also going to talk about wasn't really beneficial for it. Um, so I just think it, I mean, bad, but bad to watch for me. I didn't like it. I'm not a massive Adam Cole fan anyway, not a massive Kyle O'Reilly fan. Put them both in a, a match that is longer than it needs to be and no very well paced, and I'm not going to like it. So, Alex, the fact that they're turning into a developmental prospect and they've put one of my favorite wrestle wrestlers as the champion it's very very confusing times I'm very <laughs> confused i don't like it you don't like 
<laughs> I don't like it. I'd like I love Samoa Joe. I absolutely fucking love Samoa Joe. But you can't say this is now a developmental territory and then give I, Samoa I know, Joe a belt. I, I, like, that's it's what just I don't, stupid. That's what I don't understand. Why have they put the belt on Joe? I mean, did he want to get cross up to the main roster? I get that, right? Obviously, is this Mad Max baddie that they've got him as now? But I mean, why put if they're turning it in a developmental? The oldest wrestler there has got the title at the moment. Just. And could they not have held off on putting them on Raw because the wind just fell flat because it was like, all oh, right, he's beat Karrion Cross. Who cares? Everybody beats Karrion Cross. Aye. That's <laughs> not a also, big deal. <laughs> also, no tag team matches. Like, NXT tag team matches are traditionally standout. There's always usually a yeah. cracking one on the show and there was no tag team matches. So why did you bother creating your own female tag team titles if you're not even going to put them on a takeover? I mean, it's just, again, it just makes no sense. Absolutely. And the MSK being there, because obviously they, they being on the card would have made it a good card anyway. Exactly, but... like it's an, an MSK are young and up and coming talent. NX, MSK perfectly fit the bill of your new era of NXT. But yeah, um, buddy from you, Rico. I think Alex has just had a cracking point about the women's tag titles. I forgot they existed, but um, I'm going to go further into what Gary said already. Um, just about the ending of that match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Um, I was reading up on a couple of threads after it and um, the word that a lot of people used to describe the ending of that match was abrupt. I certainly didn't expect to see Adam Cole tap out to an E-bar um, and there was a, the, the crowds didn't sound like it was hyped enough. They started to boo it afterwards for a storyline that has been um, dragged out as long as that have that has, I kind of expected something something more, but yeah, it was just, it left a wee bit of a better taste in the old mouth. And um, as we're all going to come on to, I presume in the putovers, coming so quickly after that match. Uh, yeah, just just poor, just really poor. Uh, my buddy, I'm going to, you know where I'll probably go with on this one. My favourite two in the NXT at the moment, Grimes and Ellie uh, Knight. Great, well, I'm not buddy in the match, I'm not buddy anything I thought was great. I just think they've rushed to that too quickly. I think there was so much more of a story to tell with the butler thing, you know, a potential kind of him becoming the bo- a reluctant bodyguard for Ellie and I. There was just so much more story to tell, and I think they rushed to that too quickly. Great match, loved it, loved it, loved it, and I still love what, what they're doing. Um, with Teddy Ibiashi looks like he's going to be hanging about for a wee bit longer in it as well. And a great finish, and loved it, loved all that. But yeah, I just think they rushed to that far too quickly. Um, so yeah, I think we that, know why. I think we well, know why. If, if the rumors of where uh, the way the NXT is going is why, the, the, you know, if it's going to be a pure heavyweight show and de- developmental, then they're going to have to start tying off stories now. Bring up new ones. And plus, as well, someone like Ellie Knight's someone you feel sorry for. Is he's a very recent signee, and he's what forty? I mean, they've got. I actually offended Ellie Knight there. Let's see how old he is. Yeah, they've got to move him to. He is too good a promo, too good a wrestler. I mean, surely he's in a. He's a big thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. So he's he's above like, and he's he's yeah. It's. We've got to move Ellie Knight to the main roster. He's such a great promo. And, uh, you know, the comparisons, his promo technique, and Bab said he sounds like The Rock and stuff like that. It's true. He's brilliant. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame. But I'm, I'm really hoping we move him to the main roster because he could. he's he's brilliant. I love him. Love him. And obviously, Grimes is just fantastic. Um, Gary, let's go into the positive things then. Let's go for your put over then from TakeOver. Easiest choice ever. Um, I, I got to interview Ilya Dragunov this week, very, very quick interview, and I asked him about, you know, was there any apprehension about the match getting moved to the States? Because 
on any, any NXT UK show, that's the main event. And it's undoubtedly the main event. And it felt like it should have been the main event for TakeOver, but it was never going to be just because, you know, NXT UK title is not going to be headlining over either the, the biggest story or the NXT title. One of them's definitely gone after it. Uh, so I asked that Ilya Dragunov, slightly pissed him off by asking him, but ah uh, well. Uh, and, and he said that it would, it's a match that would stand out on any card. It would turn heads. And he was right. Um, for me, I think match of the year. I, I, I don't think there's any question it's my match of the year. Brilliant match, and I don't even really like like proper brutal violent wrestling, even though it was the you know no weapons used, just fucking Walter's big shovel hands. Um, but I it was absolutely amazing. For me, that's like if you were gonna watch Takeover, I would say don't bother, just watch that match, and you'll probably think uh, you'll come away with a better overall impression of the show than if you watched the entire show. So that for me, no doubt. The only high point in the show, really, for me. Really, yeah. I mean, I thought there was some really good wrestling on it. Obviously, I've said the LA Knight Grimes. I thought uh, Dakota Kai, I thought that was Raquel Gonzalez's best match. But Dakota Kai... It was Kai... also good to see Dakota Kai finally getting a main event match. Aye. That was one of the things. That's, that's what I was going to say, was like, Gary's almost right. Go and watch the Dakota Kai and Gonzalez match as well, because yeah. that might be the last time you see... Kaya. No, Kaya's young enough. Kaya will be fine. I'm just getting really yeah. paranoid about everything. But no, I, I, I thought that was uh, that was uh, no, you know, I, I, I think totally agree with you on the Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match. Absolutely. Um, Alex, put over. I mean, at least Kyle O'Reilly won, I guess. Does that does that count? At least Adam Cole didn't win. I'm trying to think of something positive from that. You match know, I put over is good when you end it with, I guess. Because I mean, like they called it the undisputed finale, and at least it, it did kind of like put an end to it to a degree. But with the lack of Bobby Fish and Roddy and stuff as well, it just all felt a bit meh. Because they haven't involved Roddy at all in this. They haven't like Bobby's gone now, so it just feels like yeah, it's just it, it's over at least. It could have been so much more the undisputed civil war kind of idea. They could have done so much more with it. Yeah, yeah, but that it's, it's done. I'm Adam Cole's potentially last match in NXT. If all the rumours are true, we'll get into that in the news a wee bit later on. Um, Rico, have you got something for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was I was going to say the Dragunov v. Walter match as well. Um, Walter is certainly a sleeper pick for one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. I, I am a bit more of a fan of that hard-hitting style. And I think Walter and uh, Dragunov they pulled it off like majestically. There was points in the match last night where um, my wife was just sitting on the couch, just scrolling through her phone, and I was like, "You have like you've got to watch this. You have to watch it." Like there's one point where Dragunov took us a, uh, a chopped his back. It was ridiculous. But I think another thing to uh, to put over as well is the NXT UK title being on NXT shows on the pay per views. I looked through it last night, and three I picked out. I think that have been defended on takeovers have been uh, Pete Dunne against Tyler Bate, which was match of the year that year. Yeah. There was, I think, Walter versus Pete Dunne. Yeah, there was. One. And then Walter and Dragunov. I mean, it's they're show stealers, consistently show stealers. Um, and maybe we should have considered having NXT UK as one of the shows that we went over. But maybe we'll, <laughs> do, we'll do it another time, another uh, another podcast maybe who knows but absolutely yeah yeah um i i think obviously echoing what all you guys say the water dragon off that's match of the year without a doubt for me so far this year incredible i think the impressive thing about that as well is that i keep saying like in 10 years if we look back at the the era where we had no crowds 
I think not only does their first match stand out, it actually benefits for not having a crowd. So I was actually a wee bit worried that they wouldn't be able to put on as good a match with a crowd in attendance, and they did. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, put over for me, and just as purely selfish Scottish, great to see Kelly Ray um, turning up in NXT, um, you know, at the, at the end of the, the Gonzalez. And I'm pretty sure she's going to be a star there. Um, obviously, she, there's big hopes for her, and it's good to see and our Scottish female uh, be involved in the WWE phone on from uh, Nikki uh, Piper and now I'm not getting called to drop and now um, Kayleigh uh, over there doing her thing. So brilliant news for Scotland. And um, I, like I say, I think she'll go on to, to probably hold that title as well. And don't worry, Alex, she's under 30. I just checked, she's 29. Boys, that's it for our boys and putovers this week. I just want to say, Rico, once again, thank you for, for all your uh, contributions to the show. It wouldn't have been the same without you. And, you know, that moment when you came on as uh, Bronze uh, Tag Partner, fantastic. And, you know, he's made a fantastic tag team. It's just a shame we've, we've had to break you up. But we'll hopefully see you. Uh, what we've talked about though, we're doing the live show and on Halloween, so you and uh, Bronze get down there and we'll see you at the bar for a couple of pints. Amazing, I do have one uh, final put over if that's all right. Yes, go for it. Uh, uh, Dak, you know as well, it'll be it's uh, you guys in this show. Um, I only came out onto this show because um, Bronze had been unchallenged, I think, for four or five weeks, and I thought mm-hmm. to myself, like, well, if nobody else is going to challenge, I think I will. Uh, turned into a tag team, had an absolutely dominant run unchallenged for so long because everybody else was scared apart from the final chap who um robbed me quite frankly <laughs> i think <laughs> we have to give him a shout out for for, for winning in his last week for winning just, john never there's no losers with john so it's fine no there's never a lose no but um i <laughs> okay right <laughs> um, no, but the, the showing it's encouraged me to watch wrestling more and um, try and get a bit more involved help me feel a bit more confident in myself and my talking um i don't usually do things like this but it's helped me to sort of engage and talk about one of the things that i love most in the world um so i mean what i've said on the show might not have always been right or wrong or for everybody but hopefully i've helped to create a bit more um debate on the show and just Thanks for the last five months of having me on the show. Really appreciated it. Oh, I've loved having you on, mate. I'm tearing up here. Uh, but, you know, and we'll always have Baron Corbin, boys. We'll always have Baron Corbin. <laughs> okay, for the final time, let's sing it loud and proud. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Well, the big news, of course, this week is obviously that we're uh, deciding to call it a day. So, I mean, I mean that should get top billing ahead of any other nonsense we're going to talk about. Screw your CM Punks, you know, all that coming back. <laughs> That's a, nobody cares about that, really. Um, but, nah, the, the big story, of course, we, we didn't cover Raw because I did not watch Raw. However, you see the odd wee thing happening. Um, one thing that I seen was that Elias has a new hat. But he's not the only person who has new headgear, and it wasn't even the worst headgear that you've seen on Raw. Um, Carrying Cross, I don't even know how you'd describe it. It's kind of from the comparisons I've seen on Twitter. The closest one for me was when Shrek tries to put on his uh, his big knight's helmet, and uh, John said Mad Max. It is somewhere in the the midst of like four or five of them. Somebody also had a, a, um, a photo of the execution of a WCW, but uh, an 8-bit version of it for an arcade game. Uh-huh. So I, 
Gary Mortal Cross. Kombat. Yeah, that's it's very Mortal Kombat, isn't it? It's very yeah. He's, for anyone that's not seen it, everybody's probably seen his recent matches where he wears the kind of gladi or I don't want to say skirt, but skirt. Uh, and he's got like the, it comes to the ring wearing like a kind of double belt crossed over. He's added to that a helmet. Um, and the reason for it, <laughs> slightly bizarre because people seem to absolutely hate it online, but the reason for it is to make him more marketable. <laughs> so... This is Andrew Zarian, who we've spoken about many times. He's, um, he's, he's broke lots of news over the past few months uh, through the Mat Men Pro Wrestling podcast, which is part of Dave Meltzer's massive empire um, on the one WON figure four online, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he said that, yeah, <laughs> the new look which he wore for his match with Ricochet is to go along with his post-apocalyptic character, uh, red mask, red straps across the torso. He said that this is all... Um, been given an overwhelmingly negative response, but apparently the reason is because you need to sell things, which is ironic because Karrion Cross isn't very good at selling anyway. <laughs> Where is Scarlet though? Where is Scarlet? Good, good question. I mean, should be there. That, that's apparently how you make they don't a have females in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> world where he's Oh, from. God. I just... Literally, the one way to make the guy more marketable is to stick the good-looking woman that he's been with for the past, like, two years <laughs> on NXT <laughs> next to him and, and the, the, no, put a helmet on him instead. I just can't believe... I really can't believe how much the fucked up carrying cross. I really... Oh, it's just so bad. It's, it's like a, watching a car crash. It's just... Oh... Uh, right, anyway, let's move on to bigger and better things. Uh, Kenny Omega is putting out big teases and a lot of teases going out about Adam Cole joining AEW. May Molly turn up on Dynamite or Rampage this week? Because he can. I can tell you that he cannot turn up on Dynamite. He can turn up on Rampage. Oh, so how can ap- Apparently, Fightful have uh, in the past, I think, Hour or so. I just read the email there when I was uh, clicking through, but apparently his contract runs until the 27th, which is Friday. Right. So I guess he could show up on Rampage, but can he show up on Dynamite? I don't even, I, I, I've kind of lost track of what the venues are um, because I think, I, I don't know where Adam Cole's from. It's from it's from Panama City. Panama City because he's got the Panama City Playboy and it's the Panama City Sunrise. That's the one, Panama City Sunrise. I was trying to remember the name of the the move, but I don't know if there's anything close to there. Uh, but for anyone who doesn't know, who doesn't watch Being the Elite, Adam Cole was a character on Being the Elite up until a couple of years ago when he signed, um, more than a couple of years ago when he signed with WWE uh, and died. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he is um, he's officially dead in the, the canon of the show, but Kenny Omega has been putting out wee teasies. He put up a photo of dead Adam Cole um, from, from being the elite on his Instagram, uh, changed his, his header photo. As you know, the Young Bucks have been changing their Twitter bios uh, every every couple of days. It seems like there's been absolutely hundreds of them. Um, but uh, the, they've been they've been changing that. They've been putting up, you know, Nick Jackson dressed as a ghost. They've had... Uh, all sorts of different things, different header photos and stuff. But I, Adam Cole was part of the elite. They've been teasing it. The rumor is that he's uh, that he's no longer going to be under contract with WWE. So adding two and two together, people are saying Adam Cole turning up in AEW. Huddles of teases happening. Well, it happened. Probably be more interesting than what he done on Sunday night against Kyle O'Reilly. So hey. <laughs> I I would like to see Adam Cole versus CM Punk. I think that would be a fantastic wrestling match. 
I want to see Adam Cole versus. Oh God! Don't give me the hot card. The right to use the Canadian destroyer as a finishing maneuver. That's why I want to see. I don't, I, I don't mind it. It wouldn't have been near the top of my, my list of CM Punk matches in AEW, but I get that it would be a good match. Um, but for me, I'd, I kind of am not massive on Adam Cole, so I'd be intrigued to see what, like, if it would revert back to pre WWE Adam Cole or if it would just be a continuation of the, the thumb pointing prick that we've seen recently. Oh, he's, he's, that, that's, that was pretty much all Adam Cole, was it not? Aye. One of these guys, as his character, I mean, probably is a lovely guy. For what we've seen for, you know, him uh, backstage getting, I say backstage, it was in a hotel lobby getting uh, getting pinned by Brody Lee Jr. Seems like a lovely, lovely guy. I just think the NXT character has gotten the, the most stale any character could ever possibly get. So, so I really hope that he's a, I really hope that he's slightly different in AEW if when he turns up there. I like Adam Cole. I, love <laughs> I, I like the way that now it's not it's now not just Rabin Grado that's lately for that. It's now also Gary. Yeah, so. I, everyone's lazy. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and the gamer, Alex is the big gamer out of us. Uh, a full WWE 2K22 gameplay has been revealed set for next January 2022. I was going to say, it's not only been revealed, it's been delayed. Aye. <laughs> so aye. Uh, they released the trailer. I actually missed the trailer. Yeah, yeah they, they released a short trailer. They released a couple of photos last week of Edge, um, which people might have seen, which I, I tend not to read too much into these photos because they normally release like photos of the one character they've uh, put the most effort into. <laughs> Terms like can, I just, can I just say, as someone who works in a parallel industry, never, ever trust trailers. <laughs> like no, no. Here's a select 30 seconds of our best work. <laughs> like it's... And, and I think you've got to say as well, the fact that the trailer and the images released have not been very good. Um, <laughs> don't really lead you to hold it much hope for the actual mm. game. But I... We've gotten so used to the fact that anything with the, the prefix, oh, sorry, the, the, the suffix, you know, 2K, and then it's got the year. If it's 2022, you're normally going to get it in 2021. So it doesn't actually leave it much time to, to breathe. And there's so much pressure on for how bad the last one was. Oh, God, yeah. it's, it's already not looking very good. Um, I mean, if, you I, look at, if you're a gamer and you look at what's happened to Pez recently, that's the mm-hmm. model that WWE should be should mm-hmm. be going down. Maybe not free to play entirely, but having one game where they then rely on yearly expansions or something. Stop sticking a name on it. A, a year it's, on pro, it's, pro evil, it's Pro Evil got better now, has it? Pro Evil has went full free to play, free to play, lay, and I think you now pay for like changes in squads and stuff like you that. You pay for it's squad updates pretty much. There. Oh, right, I'm going, to have to check, I'm going to have to check that out because I was a massive pro Evo fan as opposed to FIFA. So so was uh, I. It was sacrilege in 2008 when we all had to go back to FIFA. But yes, yep. absolutely. absolutely. They should so just re-release the 2004. I think it was 2004 with Adriano with like <laughs> 99 stats. I, I think but, that was like that was like maybe, yes, I think it was 95. Yes, that's oh, super, right. super, pro Evo and Super yeah. Nintendo was one of the best football games ever. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Oh, yeah, that, that was about. I think I'm making like 2001 or 2000 or even maybe oh, yeah, then. But I, either way, 2K22. Um, not only not only have they released images and stuff and they've put back the date, but there was also a report, and I actually can't remember the guy's name, but Sean Ross Sapp retweeted this report and I read it. I'm not obviously no no really into you know gaming journalism, so uh, no massively knowledgeable on it. But apparently there are tensions between. 2K and WWE uh, and the rumour that this might be the last 2K game, which 
I mean, I don't even think the tensions would be a reason to believe that. I think if the game flops in any way, <laughs> you'd have reason to believe it would be the last WWE 2K game because I don't really think they can release a third bad one after that. Well, um, you see what I happens. You see what have you, have you heard about what happened with 2K and NBA? No. They had to literally take a year out. That's how bad these 2K franchises are at just trying to push them on. So, yeah, if you're a, if you're a WWE game fan, wait with seriously bated breath. I have to say that I own Battlegrounds on both the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch, and I paid for neither copy, and uh, I was still disappointed. How did you get the free one on the Switch? I got the free one on the PlayStation. Oh, no, the the Switch one was a birthday present, so that one was technically bought for me, um, but I got the free one on the PlayStation through the developers, who, um, ah, core here, I can bury them. They offered me a couple of copies to give away for free and a digital copy for myself. Seen the digital copy for myself, but they didn't send me the other ones to give away. So, oh, fuck them. Mm. I mean, there wouldn't have been any interest anyway. Nobody wants to play it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your uh, WWE uh, gaming news, and that is your wrestling news. Finally, on the marks for this week. Gary, thank you very much. Well, boys, that's has come to an end. As Gradle would played on the main podcast i feel that you know um it's time to say goodbye um and and uh yeah boys i just want to say i'd say at the top of the show i just want to thank both of you for for putting up with this nonsense for the last week i mean you know it's shit here none of us have been paid for this all I've offered you is uh, nights and beers out, which I, I need to get a date in the diary for the for uh, one coming up. Uh, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this crazy ride on the marks over the last was it a year? We've got up to episode sixty six. So I think we did it over a year. We ended up like yeah, but maybe like close to a year and a half because we have been very. We were in a studio at one point. I we think I was in it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that that's been about a year, a year and a half. So throughout lockdown, uh, we've been mostly doing it across the screens. But listen, it's been great. Um, I just you know we started off. Well, me and Alex started off as colleagues, and Gary, you came into it, and now you're friends. And I look forward to. Yeah. I'm really disappointed you didn't go friends. But... Friends! Uh, what I'd like friends. to know, I'd, I'd love to know if anyone out there had a sweepstake on to see what would come first the end of the Mark show or the first live event. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're essentially, it's, it's like Raw Underground versus Retribution, and we've done the job. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, Grado and uh, Rab are both claiming that they put us out of business. So, you know, it, that's, that's the big claim at the moment. Um, but in, yeah. in all honesty, we all know that WCW and ECW are better than WWE anyway. Exactly, exactly. But guys, listen, thank, thanks so much. Um, I hope that we'll continue our wrestling chat uh, or, on our group chat as well. Um, uh, and wh- let's get to a show. We're going to let's get to a show soon, uh, the three of us, and we can have some beers and hopefully see a lot of you guys that have been listening down there as well. We'll get to an ICW show because they're going to be live again. And of course, when it happens, the plan is Spooky Club hashtag Spooky Club uh, Wrestling Daft live uh, at a venue TBC um, on Halloween. Um, for the celebrate the 100th episode of the main show, so that we'll John, I, f- I feel like you should just just shoot here. Let the rest listeners know the real reason why we're ditching 
Um, if you tune in to NXT UK next week, you'll see the debut of the faction Chip Cheese and Don on the <laughs> <laughs> We've been bored. We can't do the podcast anymore because we're debuting on NXT UK. I know. Well, listen, more people listen to this podcast than watch NXT <laughs> UK. <laughs> Just you wait to the bump John takes, it's phenomenal. Right? <laughs> uh, but listen, I, I just want to say thanks very much for everyone that's listened. We've had a lot of really nice messages in for everyone that's listened in over the last year and a half. And in the wrestling business, gentlemen, never say never. That's what we always say, isn't it? You know, comebacks happen. Fucking hell, Hulk Hogan made a comeback. Do you know what I mean? He still wants to go in the ring right now. Who knows what will happen? He's eight years, we'll get some ice cream balls and we'll be sorted. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so until next time, pains me to say it. Keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.